This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about water safety or water dangers for your swimming dog. We'll be right back after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about water dangers or water safety. If you own a Labrador who likes to swim, it's especially important that you pay attention. Now, the first danger I wanted to talk about as the weather warms up is the danger of something called blue-green algae. This is a relatively rare plant poisoning that I see in dogs, but it's one of my most hated, and that's because it can be fatal with just a few licks. I'll fill you in on a little secret. Most poisons don't actually take effect for several hours. So most of the time, I have plenty of time to treat them at the ER vet. I have time to decontaminate them, to induce vomiting, to give them charcoal, to do blood work, to get an IV catheter in, and to hospitalize and treat a pet. However, the reason why I hate blue-green algae is because it is really fast-acting. In other words, it can be fatal within a few hours. Blue-green algae, also known as cyanobacteria, are microscopic bacteria that are found in freshwater or brackish pools of water. If you're walking your dog and you see a pond that's covered with algae on top, please do not let your dog or you go swimming in that water. Now, most types of algae are really safe and benign. However, you can't tell if that cyanobacteria is going to produce poisons that can be deadly. Again, the majority of blue-green algae blooms do not produce poisonous toxins, but it's not possible to determine the presence of the poisoning without lab testing. And so for that reason, I always consider any type of algae bloom to be potentially poisonous. Like I mentioned before, we always want to be safer than risk exposing our dog or ourselves. And again, with blue-green algae, very small exposures, even as little as a few mouthfuls, can result in fatal poisoning. Now, with blue-green algae, the poison that I worry about are two toxins called microcystins and anatoxins. And these are poisonous to humans, livestock, and pets that swim or drink in that algae-contaminated water. 
Now, the first time I ever saw blue-green algae, I was shocked by what it looked like. I happened to be on a boat in Madison, Wisconsin, and I happened to be with a medical doctor who said, oh, we've had a couple of cases where dogs have died of blue-green algae, and he showed me what it looked like. I was shocked to see how blue it was. To me, it looked like someone had dumped blue or green thick paint into the water, and these big clumps of iridescent, beautiful colors were floating on the surface of the water. Now, one of the times that I see blue-green algae poisoning is typically on a really, really hot, windy day. Because algae can float, it ends up being blown in the wind into thick, concentrated mats near the shore. And that's what causes easy access to our livestock, pets, or people. Now, of course, algae concentrations can happen year-round, but again, most of the time that I see it as a toxicologist is during mid to late summer months when it's really, really hot. Now, a few years ago, I was walking my own dog in a huge dog park in the Twin Cities, and they had signs all over saying, blue-green algae alert, do not let your dog swim in this area. They actually submitted the water sample to a diagnostic lab to test it for blue-green algae, and it turns out that lake had the poisonous algae on it. So before you let your dog swim or play in lakes and ponds on a hot summer day, please make sure to do a quick scan to make sure you don't see any algae. Now, what kind of signs is your dog going to show if they get into blue-green algae? Well, with the two poisons, it can cause two different syndromes. With the microcystin toxins, it can result in liver failure or liver damage. So some of the signs may include vomiting, not eating, diarrhea, black tarry stool, weakness or collapse, acting drunk, acting shocky, having tremors or seizures, having pale gums or even jaundice gums. And unfortunately, it can cause death within a few days because of liver failure. The other type of blue-green algae toxin, the anatoxin, ends up resulting in central nervous system signs. So if a dog drinks some blue-green algae out of a lake, we may all of a sudden see severe drooling, muscle tremors, collapse, inability to walk, and even difficulty breathing. This type of poison is really fast acting, and I've seen death within a few minutes to hours after exposure. If you do find that your dog or your wildlife or your livestock were poisoned by blue-green algae, your veterinarian does need to report it to the state. You're not in trouble, but your state board of health will want to know because it does pose a dangerous threat to, again, humans, livestock, wildlife, and most species. We'll be right back with this really important topic right after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com
far, we've been talking about the dangers of blue-green algae. So again, if you have a dog that likes to swim and the weather's warming up and it's time to play in the lakes and ponds, please make sure to do a quick scan to make sure there's no blue-green algae floating on the surface of the pond before you let your dog into that water. We talked about the dangers of the two different poisons, microcystins and anatoxins. We talked about what clinical signs they can cause. If you think your dog could have been exposed or if your dog is showing any signs at all, please get to a vet or an ER vet immediately and let them know that your dog was potentially exposed to blue-green algae. What is the treatment going to be for blue-green algae? Well, the first thing we're going to want to do is get an IV catheter into your dog and get some blood work. Most of the blood work that I'm checking for is going to look at the liver values, the protein values, the blood sugar, the cholesterol level, the clotting values, and the kidney function. It's really important to do this blood test because what we're looking for is we're making sure your dog hasn't gone into liver failure from blue-green algae. The next thing we're going to do is treat your dog aggressively with supportive care. Most of these dogs come in with severe signs of vomiting. So oftentimes I'll give a really strong anti-vomiting medication IV followed by IV fluid therapy. If we see severe seizures, we're going to give anti-seizure medication. We're going to start antibiotics. We may actually start an aggressive type of IV fluid that helps replace protein. I'm going to be monitoring your dog's blood sugar really carefully and supplementing with IV dextrose or sugar. If your dog has a clotting issue secondary to getting into blue-green algae, oftentimes I'll give medications that will help the clotting, such as prescription vitamin K1 or even blood transfusions or plasma transfusions if needed. I will also start dogs on hepatoprotectants. That's a fancy way of saying we're going to use two medications to help protect the liver. And this includes a drug called SAMe and the other drug that we give IV called N-acetylcysteine. With blue-green algae poisoning, if it causes liver damage, I usually have those dogs in the hospital for two to five days for aggressive monitoring and symptomatic supportive care. Now, if your dog showing clinical signs of the neurologic poison, the anatoxin, most of the time I'm treating with IV anti-seizure medication, a drug called atropine, which is actually an antidote, muscle relaxants, oxygen therapy, and symptomatic supportive care. Unfortunately, the prognosis for blue-green algae is poor once we see clinical signs. So you have to get to your ER vet or your veterinarian immediately. It's also important to make sure that you and your veterinary staff are safe because if they're exposed to blue-green algae by bathing your dog, they potentially can get poisoned too. Now, the best way to test for blue-green algae is to get stomach contents. And sometimes your veterinarian will actually pass a tube into your dog's stomach to, quote, pump their stomach or do gastric lavage. I always recommend doing this so we can get those stomach contents out for analysis. Unfortunately, there's no good antidote or no good prognosis for the poisons caused by blue-green algae. And while it's difficult to detect, the safest thing you can do is make sure there's no algae scum layers on the top of a pond before your dog jumps in. The next important part of water safety is making sure your dog doesn't drown. I know that sounds weird, but I've had several cases where I've had puppies actually pulled out of the water because they were so exhausted for swimming. For Labrador retrievers who love to swim, I like to have a life jacket on them and they sell really nice dog-specific life jackets that have a handle where you can attach a leash if you need to. 
This is really important because if your dog is swimming and you're on the boat, it may be really hard to pull your dog or call your dog back to you. So I always like to have them on a leash if needed. Please also make sure to monitor your dog. If you're exercising your dog by throwing a tennis ball into the pond, you do want to make sure that they're not swallowing too much water. Sometimes we can actually see really rare water poisoning from swallowing so much lake water. The opposite is true if you live by the ocean. If you've ever taken a dog to visit an ocean for the first time, they love running around in the waves, but you may notice that your dog vomits. And the reason why they're vomiting is from all the salt water that they're drinking. I have had the rare dog actually get salt poisoning from drinking so much salt water. So if your dog's not used to oceans and you're visiting an ocean for the first time, please make sure to leash them. That also helps keep wildlife safe. And make sure that if you are playing with them in the water, that you're providing a fresh source of water. When it comes to water safety, the most important things are to make sure that there's no blue-green algae on any kind of fresh water or brackish pools of water. To make sure that your dog has an appropriate collar or life jacket on, because if they're swimming, you want to be able to pull them in or make sure they can float. And be able to provide a safe water source. In other words, bring a bottle of water and a water bowl. If your dog seems to be getting tired, please take the time to let them rest. If they vomit after they're playing in the water, whether or not that's fresh water or salt water, take a break. Even 10 minutes could be a good break for your dog to make sure they don't get secondary water poisoning or salt poisoning. While it's rare, we always want to make sure that we're keeping our four-legged family members safe when they're playing in the water. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. Keep your dog safe this summer, and see you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.